And here is Fred reporting from the Blesian jungle. Um, Raid Drum Revival is here for another week with the Tom Lopez adventure. It's part two. Uh, set in Belize, uh, maybe not in this particular spot of the jungle, but I thought of you guys while I was out here traveling, kind of channel- channeling my own uh, Tom Lopez-ness. So hope you enjoy the second part. I've had quite an adventure. Maybe fill you in when I get back here on Radio Drum Revival from the vault. See you all later. That night, I was looking forward to a dreamless sleep. What I got was a sleepless dream. Except I was asleep. It was one of those get-me-out-of-here dreams. You were back in the cave? Yes, but it, it seemed to be different. Nothing looked familiar. I found him last night sitting alone in the dark. Did he tell you about his other dreams? She pried it out of me. Jack? What's wrong? I just needed to take a break. From what? From the night. What is it? Well, here I am, living on the edge of paradise, and I'm having nightmares. Tell me. It would take the rest of the night. So? So I gave her a kind of synopsis from my dream ledger. But then she said... Now, tell me about tonight. Well, I was back in the cave, or a cave. It it was different. Or I was in a part that I'd never seen before. I kept wanting to go deeper. I was looking for something. I felt if I could find it, this all would end. But finding it would mean the end of me. Or at least the me I like to think of as me. And that's when I heard a voice. My voice. Who will you sacrifice? Sacrifice? And then I saw her, glowing like a goddess, or a deity, or maybe a demon. She was not of this world. And she was supposed to be me? No, but there was a resemblance. She was moving away. Not walking, but gliding and glittering. What was she wearing? Well, nothing. She didn't need to. She was covered in crystals, every inch of her. I tried to follow, but it felt like I was dragging weights. I I was sort of shuffling after her, and I was losing her. Finally, she was just a pinpoint of light. And then, everything was black. But I wasn't alone. I was being watched. I didn't know by whom. I couldn't tell what their intentions were. Were they simply silent observers? Were they judging me, sizing me up, deciding whether I was worthy or not? Were they the old Mayan gods, the lords of Shibalba, that Mojo had mentioned? If they were, why could I hear them breathing? And why was that breathing getting closer? Thank God, I woke up. Could you feel their breath? What? Did it it smell rancid or... You mean like something dead? But the gods breathe? Those gods of the underworld, they even snore. How do you know that? They snore so loud, that's what causes earthquakes. (laughs) 
But, but why is Jack dreaming of caves? Oh, caves are powerful. To enter them is to enter another world. But it is also to get to the heart of things. The cave is dark. To enter it is to meet our Jungian shadow side. Our fears, the parts of ourselves we refuse to recognize. The dark places of the soul. I wish that was all there was to it. That is a lot, is it not? Hey, man, look. The sun's out. It's Sunday. I think it's time for a swim. Or a siesta. Mm. Where is that fabulous hammock you were telling me about? It's between two palm trees, Franklin and Phineas. Your palm trees have names? Yeah, that was Mojo's idea. Franklin and Phineas are two characters in the fabulous furry Freak Brothers. <laughs> is there a palm tree named Fat Freddy? No, just a bar. <laughs> but I think I could name the hammock. Oh, no, not Fat Freddy's cat. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that would be stretching it a bit. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Is he always this bad? No, usually worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually everyone drifted off to do other things. I think they decided to leave Claudine and me alone. So, how long can you stay? Do you want me to go? Oh, God, no. Why? <laughs> because you didn't want me to come. Oh, no, I did. It, it's just... I've been having these weird damned dreams. Weird dreams of the damned? <laughs> you know what I mean. But I'm in these weird damned dreams. Well, it's someone who kind of resembles you. Am I a goddess? Of course you are. <laughs> I meant a goddess of the underworld. Oh, you mean Shibalba? Well, could be. Will I be sacrificed? You mean in a future dream? <laughs> I haven't seen the previews, but I kind of doubt it. Gods don't sacrifice each other, do they? Well, if they're immortal, it doesn't matter, does it? Well, then, there's nothing to worry about. Mm. What if I'm the Crystal Maiden? How did you know about that? Ninzi. The Crystal Maiden is just a skeleton they found in a cave. Was she sacrificed? Apparently. And now her bones are covered with crystals? Yeah, but it probably took a few centuries. In your dreams, is my skin covered in crystals? Oh, Linz really gave you all the details, didn't she? I wasn't wearing anything? I was nude? Well, all those microscopic crystals formed a kind of a... Sparkling body stocking. Was I beautiful? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Dream on. You know what he needs for those nightmares? He needs to go caving. Spelunking? It's a perfect place to confront his fears. <laughs> In the dark? Everybody loves a good cave, right? I know you do, but I don't know about Jack. I'll be right back. Nothing like a little spelunkology. Claudine, this is Jake. <laughs> Bonjour, Jake. Hey, I heard you flew down from Montreal. Yesterday. I hear Canadians like to fish. Uh, Jake's been trying to get me to go fishing for a tarpon. Why don't you? Because some of those little fishies weigh a hundred pounds. Mmm, that sounds like fun. That's what I keep telling him. Hey, Jack. Claudine, what can I get you? You're working tonight. Yeah, every night. Now, things seem a little quiet tonight. Sunday, you know. Oh, here he comes. Jake. Jack. Linz. 
Claudine. Have a seat. I wanted to ask, what is there to do in Belize? There's a few things. Uh, here's Friedrich. I see everyone is here. Pull up a chair. You too, Linz. Come on, sit down, sit. Thanks, boss. So, what is there to do in Belize? Besides fishing? Nothing, really. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> that sounds just like Jake. There's hiking. Your horseback riding. Canoeing. Kayaking. Rafting. Birding. Swimming. Snorkeling. Sailing. Scuba diving. Climbing pyramid. Didn't anyone mention hammocking? Mm. <laughs> oh, Jack. He's one lazy gringo. Okay, seriously, now, what activity takes the least effort? Tubing. What is tubing? And tubing is floating in an inner tube. You mean you just float? Yeah, downstream. If you want, you can paddle. You're just lying back, watching the world go by. Jack, let's go tubing. I know a great place. Yeah, I bet you do. Is it crowded? Well, some of those places are like bumper cars. There's so many tubers, they're bouncing off each other. Oh, that sounds like fun. No, listen, listen. I know just the place. <laughs> but... Jack, shush, quiet. It's the sweetest little river and no one knows about it. Yeah, and why is that? It's a little difficult to find. Is it in the jungle? So how do you get to it? You gotta walk a little. I remember the last time you took us for a, a little walk. Well, you won't have to camp overnight. In and out the same day. This sounds like a job for a jungle jack. I want to go. By yourself? No. Why don't we all go? How do you carry inner tubes through the jungle? You just watch out for thorns. How far is it? Just a couple of miles. From where? From where we anchor. And we wear bathing suits and carry inner tubes? Come on, you know, jungles are fun. So we walk upstream and then we ride downstream? Mm, Jack, let's do it. You know, Linz, we will close early tonight. Ooh, whatever you say, boss. Oh, what? Uh, wait, I'm hungry. Well, we have stewed chicken burrito, spicy cilantro fish taco. Oh, burrito. A, a taco. Oh, you're so easy. And a belican. The same. Me too. Gotcha. And no more talk about tubing on an empty stomach, all right? Friedrich closed up early, and we all met at his villa back on the beach. Where's the music coming from? The tipsy tuna. It's a bar up the beach. You are lucky. Tonight is not karaoke night. Jake, tell us about the river. Well, back in the days of the Baymen... The rivers were their highways. That's how they got around. Who were the baymen? Pirates. Really? Arr. When the weather was bad, the Belizean coast was a place for pirates to hole up. Aye, and a good place for drinking and roasting about. <laughs> then, by the mid-1600s, it became a settlement. And a pirate land. <laughs> and when the pirating slacked off, the British buccaneers used their ships to carry logwood back to England. And then the early settlers were nicknamed the Baymen. Arr. So would you like to hear the Belizean National Anthem? I can recite it in Creole. Linz? No! Okay. So, Jake, what is the name of this sweetest little river where you will be taking us tubing? Well, it has different names. What do the locals call it? Paw Pull Woo. Mm, that's a nice name. Paw Pull Woo? Oh, man. Why do they call a river that? Isn't the Paw Pull Woo a Bible? It was a sacred Mayan manuscript that was translated by a Spanish priest. And when the Spaniards invaded, they destroyed everything they considered satanic. The Paw Pull Woo is a Mayan creation myth. It is filled with heroic sagas. That's where they tell about the laws of Shibarba. The gods of the underworld. Has anyone here actually read the Paw Pull Woo? Mm-hmm, I have. A long time ago. I did. I read the cliff notes. I can recite some. She probably knows it in Creole. It was originally written in Quiche Mayan, translated into Latin, 
and then English. Here is the story of the beginning, when there was not one bird, not one fish, not one mountain. Here is the sky, all alone. Here is the sea, all alone. There is nothing more, no sound, no movement, only the sky and the sea, only heart of sky, alone. And these are his names, Maker and Modeler, Kokolkan and Hurricane. But there is no one to speak his names. There is no one to praise his glory. There is no one to nurture his greatness. And it goes on from there. Very nice, Linz. You remembered that? Well, it made an impression. So then what happens? The gods attempt to create earthly beings who will adore, obey, and sustain them. They try to create a human first, out of animals, then out of mud, finally out of wood. But they're all killed off. Huh. End of story? No, no. Now, in the second story, there's a Lucifer figure, Vokabkakwish. He's a kind of a bird demon. He has two sons. They were bad. When they burrowed under the mountains, they shook the earth. There are also two hero twins, Huanapua and Chibalanke. When they arrive, things get lively. Juan Huanapua is the father of the hero twins. He and his brother loved to play ball. <laughs> But they made so much racket, it ticked off the lords of Chibalba. So they summoned them to hell to play ball down there. Well, sounds like the minor leagues. No, man. This was the major leagues. And that's when they were tortured and sacrificed. Yeah, where they buried the brothers, a tree sprang up. And it was loaded with fruit that looked like skulls. And among the fruit was a head of one Wanapua, but in skull form. And along came Shakik, daughter of one of the lords of hell. And when she reached up to pick the fruit, the skull of one Wanapua spat in her hand. Mm. And this made her pregnant. And when her father saw she was pregnant, he ordered his henchmen to have her taken out to the woods, sacrificed, and to bring back her heart. Did she talk them out of this? She did. They brought back a false heart, and she gave birth to the hero twins. Yeah, th th this sounds like Snow White. Yeah, more like Snow Blood. And then, when the hero twins grew up, the Lords of Hell sent a message. Hey, come on down here. Play ball with us. The message is relayed by means of a flea, but on the way the flea is swallowed by a toad, the toad is then swallowed by a snake, and the snake by a hawk, which the twins shoot down with their blowgun. Well, then the twins cure the hawk. The hawk then vomits the snake, the snake vomits the toad, the toad vomits the flea, and the flea tells them the message. Hmm. But before the hero twins go to Shibaba, they send a mosquito ahead to sting the lords to learn their name. And then in the meeting chamber, the twins call the lords by their real names, and that gives them power over them. Well, some power. And then the trials began. Do you mean games? The lords of Shibaba loved to put people through tests, trials, and traps. Even the road to Shibaba was filled with dangers. Yeah, back then, their roads were the rivers. There was a river filled with scorpions, a river filled with blood, and a river filled with pus. Oh, if they couldn't kill you, they would humiliate you. They'd invite someone to sit down, but the bench was a hot stove. <laughs> That sounds like early vaudeville. What happened to the twins? They made it, but then the real games began. 
At first, they played ball with the Lords of Hell, and the twins always won. But then came the deadly tests. There was the Rattling House, full of bone-chilling cold and rattling hail. And the Jaguar House, filled with hungry jaguars. The Razor House, filled with blades and razors that moved about on their own. And the Hot House, filled with scorching fire. And the Bat House, filled with shrieking bats. Oh, that sounds like a fun house. Oh, in the Bat House, the twins had their blowguns, so the bats wouldn't bite them. But then, suddenly... Swooping out of the sky came Kamatsuts, the death bat. Yikes. And when Juanapua poked his head out, Kamatsuts cut off his head. Oh, no. That's okay. Oh. His brother stuck it back on. <laughs> if you see a death bat, man, don't stick your head out. In the final story of the Purple Vu, part two, the Lords of Hell hold a contest where the twins have to jump over a bonfire four times without getting burnt. So the twins deliberately jumped into the fire, and they died. Really? But then they miraculously reappear as dancers and magicians. They kill a dog, restore it to life, then kill themselves and come back to life. Cool. Yeah, the Lords of Hell thought it was pretty cool, too. So they said, hey, can you sacrifice me and bring me back to life? And the twins said, no problema. They sacrificed the Lords of Hell? But they don't bring them back. <laughs> I knew it. The twins gave a farewell speech and are lifted into the sky to become the sun and the moon. Oh, well, thank God, a happy ending. Yeah, but then, in part three, the humans appear on the Earth. Oh, bummer. Heart of Heaven, you remember him? When the first humans arrived, he blew mist into their eyes so they could only see what is close and they won't desire to become gods. That's it? There's a part four. Oh. There's so many similarities to our own myths and fairy tales. Yes, it was quite a culture. The same archetypes exist today. Do you mean the superheroes and the dark lords? It's like a comic book. Yeah, or a video game. Or a Hollywood movie. Too bad the minds didn't hold the copyright. They would have been rolling in the residuals. But tell me, Jake, this river where we'll be spending a lazy afternoon drifting with the current and our, our fat little inner tubes, why do the locals call it the Pawpaw Woo? It's a... In joke with the Mayans. Yeah, but I wonder why. We finally called it a night. Everyone went their separate ways. Claudine and I walked along the beach back to my little bungalow. The moon was up, sending a wobbly beam of light across the ocean. It was a beautiful night. I can see why you never want to leave. Ah, but I will one day. I always do. Are you afraid? Of what? Of what you may find. If you mean in my dreams, I have no idea what I'm looking for. When did these dreams begin? Oh, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago. You have to see them through. I was kind of hoping they might just wind themselves up. Wind themselves up? With you inside them? Oh, no, I didn't mean that. <gasps> oh, what was... What was... Was that a bat? Creatures of the night. Come here. I'll protect you. I remember a long time ago you said to me, what appears to be coming at you is really coming from you. Oh, yeah. That. Maybe you're not trying to find something. To acquire something. Maybe... 
You need to give up something. You can't have it all. You can't layer wisdom on top of confusion. Maybe your dreams are about what you give up, not what you get. You're probably right. So, you see through. The next morning, we were heading to above ground. Is that the coffee shop? Yeah, it's my favorite treehouse. Buena mañana, muchachos y muchachas. Guten Morgen, Claudine. Jack. Hey, come on up. Mm, bonjour, tout le monde. <laughs> God, we are so international this morning. Hey, man. <laughs> You're looking mighty chirpy. No dreams last night? Ah, uh, None. Zero. What can I get you to? A latte, please. A cappuccino. Un grande. Coming right up. So, last night, no dreams? Nope. So, no movies? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Where's Jake? Some good old boys chartered his boat. They're fishing out by the reef. Oh, I heard the reef is beautiful. Oh, it's the largest barrier reef in the Western Hemisphere. It is second only to the Australian Great Barrier Reef. It's like a fantasy world. Jack, let's go scuba diving. Uh, okay. Wow. He's easy again today. Well, there's nothing like a good night's sleep. So, uh, no more dreams of caves? Nope. I have always found caves quite fascinating. In southern France and in Spain, the cave paintings of Lasso, Chauvet, Rufignac. This is Ice Age art. The cave paintings are believed to be the origins of written language. Do you mean the images of animals? The earliest paintings of bison and mammoths were very realistic. But as time went on, there were signs of truncated images of animals. And eventually, they became symbols for the animals. In what way? An example would be a wavy line used to depict the back of a horse. That stood for the entire horse. But there are also other symbols. Triangles, squares, semicircles, full circles, crosses, parallel lines, groups of dots. Many of the symbols are arranged in specific clusters and repeated over and over again in different caves. But what are they? They appear to be code, painted on the rock by Cro-Magnon people who lived in Europe 30,000 years ago. Does written language go back that far? It may be so. And the symbols may have been associated with sound. You mean like the Mayan glyphs? Their glyphs are logographic, that is, phonetic. Jack, the symbols that you saw in your dreams, were they a language? I felt they were words I knew before I was born. Here you go. Latte for you. Merci. And cafe grande for you. Obrigado. So, what did I miss? We were discussing caves and paintings within the caves. Jack, maybe you got some uh, cave karma you got to deal with. <laughs> what is cave karma? Well, you know what karma is. Hmm, what is karma? I believe the term karma refers to one's action. It's the consequences of her action. It is often misinterpreted as fate. Karma is not something you have. It's your sense of who you is. That's karma? It's not solid. It's fluid. I think Mojo is saying that it changes from moment to moment, and the choices we make affects what we become. Is that right? That's what I said. It is often seen as retribution, punishment for past sins. We are punished not for our sins, but by them. Punished by our sins? You know, like in school. If you don't do the reading, you flunk the course. That's the way it works. Cause and result. 
What manifests in our mind, anger, hatred, even love, has an effect on our behavior. Mm -hmm. Every day our thoughts and deeds plant new seeds in our consciousness. And what these seeds generate become the substance of our life. So watch which seeds you water. We carry these seeds from lifetime to lifetime. Even from moment to moment. It can be changed from moment to moment. Every moment is a rebirth. Who I am right now is going to affect who I'll be in 10 minutes or 10 years from now. Our friends are back. Maybe in another lifetime you were a howler. <laughs> what do you mean in another lifetime? That's pretty good, Lynn. Don't encourage her. I wonder what they are saying. They are protecting their territory. It's their way of saying, stay off my blue suede shoes. Stay off of my blue suede shoes. I think they got the message. So, what are you two doing today? Well... Why did you say Jack may have cave karma? I was thinking uh, there's a word, samsara. It means flowing on like a river. Flowing on from one lifetime to another. Samsara is the eternal cycle of birth, suffering, death, and rebirth. We keep creating worlds and then moving into them. As one world falls apart, we create another. The worlds we create keep caving in and killing us. Moving into a new world takes a lot of effort. Not only the pain of birth, but also the hard knocks. The hard knocks that come from going through childhood into adulthood and over and over again. Oh, not high school, not again. Samsara literally means wandering on. The Buddha once asked, Which do you think is greater? The water in the oceans or the tears you've shed while wandering on? His answer? The tears. No wonder it's so salty. Lifetime after lifetime? Have we shed so many tears? It's tough going through all those lives. Are you a Buddhist? Me? Nah. But Jesus wasn't a Christian, and the Buddha wasn't even a Buddhist. So you are your own religion? We are all that. So what are you doing today? I don't know. Well, I was thinking, let's go bowling. Bowling? In the tropics? Yeah, there's a place called Jaguar Lanes. In Belize. Yeah, it's here in Placentia. Very nice. Claudine, what do you say? Shall we bowl? No. Oh. Well, then I guess it's back to the old hammock. <sighs> I give up. Is Belize your home? I don't have a home. Are you a gypsy? How did you know? Mm, that's how Jack described you. What else did he say? Do you want to know? Well, yeah. He thought you were running away from something. Aren't we all? Some of us walk away. I like to run. It gives me more distance. Mm. Isn't it difficult not having a home? I want to see what's out there, but not like a tourist. I have to live it, to know it. But then, when you decide to pick up, to move on, isn't it difficult to leave your friends behind? Yeah, sometimes. How do you know when to leave? I wake up one morning and I know it's time to go. You don't live out of a suitcase. It depends. What do you do with the stuff you can't bring with you? Sell it. Give it away. It's very freeing. You never feel lonely? I don't mind being alone. Do you? 
It depends. Your home is in Montréal? Yes, it's a lovely city. I like to travel, but then I like to have a, a home to return to. Do you ever think one day you may just stop? You may decide, this is it. This is home. We'll see. That night, I had another dream. And like the others, I seemed to pick up where I'd left off. But where I was scared the hell out of me. It was pitch black. I could hear that breathing. It was kind of raspy. As if it were one of the lords of Shabalba, but he had asthma. That made sense, living underground in a damp cave. Who wouldn't? And then I realized I was the one breathing. I was one of them. And I heard my voice again. Who will you sacrifice? No one. Then you are doomed. What does that mean? You will never leave. Ever. Jack! What? Are you alright? Uh, why? Oh, you were talking in your sleep. Oh. What did I say? You will never leave. Ever? Ever? 